With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Great to have Adam Collins on board as well for SEN's coverage of the second test between India and Australia. Kicks off Friday live from the ground in Delhi. Catch every ball live across the SEN network and on the SEN app. And Adam Collins joins us. Pointy Adam, great to have you back on. Good to be on. Yep, we're on the way to the ground now for the first time. So we're about maybe 10 minutes away. So your time to run well in terms of us speaking. And then we'll get a sense of what it looks like inside this famous old stadium, which has been there since the 19th century, been hosting test cricket since the 40s. And who knows what it's going to have in store in terms of the 22 yards that matter most. All eyes will be on that pitch, I'm certain. So before I talk about the colour around it, let me get straight to the heart of it. Have you, do you know our 11? Can you put us out of our misery? What's our 11 going to be? <laughs> no, we don't, but we are speaking to Mitchell Stark very shortly. That's our first job upon arriving at the ground there. So, look, I, I think the fact that they're putting up Mitchell Stark is a fairly good sign, uh, taking you behind the scenes. The player they put up two days before the test match tends to be in the 11. So that means Stark's sufficiently ready to roll, which would suggest that Stark and Cummins will bowl as Australia's seamers. Of course, no way Cummins is missing. And just, you know... You do the, uh, the configuration around that. We don't expect Green will play, so they won't have the flexibility to play a third spinner. If Green plays, they can get a bit creative. But if Stark's doing the press conference, I would say by deduction, that means Green isn't playing and they won't have the ability to play a third spinner. So Boland's out then from the sound of your answer. And what are they going to do with Travis Head? Yeah, I mean, yes, I don't expect Boland will play if Stark's fit. That's one. Travis said, I'd be surprised if he plays because it would require making a call on someone they brought in last week. They're not getting rid of Warner, uh, although it, it will be said that if Warner struggles here, there might be a conversation in the gap between now and the third test. But Warner, Kawaja, Smith, Labashane are playing. So, therefore, the only choice would be dumping one of two men, Renshaw and Hanscom, who were brought in last week, almost for one mission that was to play in India. And by that, I mean, of course, Renshaw will have other opportunities. He's a younger man. But in Hanscom's case, they wanted another right-hander with experience in India. And he batted well in the first inning. So I can't see a world where Hanscom misses out. And if they dump Renshaw after one opportunity, that wouldn't be a good signal to send, not only to the squad, but players in domestic cricket as well. So I just don't see them parting ways with Renshaw. So I'd be surprised if they made a shift like that after one test match and they um, changed plans that quickly. But a loss here at Delhi, and I guess all, all, uh, all, everything's off the table. Well, everything's on the table, rather, in terms of what they might do if they find themselves in a dreadful situation heading to indoor 2-0 down. Although, given the series will be lost if we lose this test, do they need to make that jump now and try just play our best 11 for now? And is there a chance... Well, do you think they made the wrong call with Travis Head, given they seem to make the call based on previous experience in the subcontinent, even though he's probably our best-performed cricketer in the lead-up series against South Africa? Yeah, a desperately difficult situation. I mean, personally, if I were a selector, I would have played him because he, he's had the hot hand. He averaged 88 in the home summer with a strike rate of 95. But I also, like, have at some level, respect for making a tough call on the horses-for-courses basis. We, we, I think we forget just the extent to which the conditions are different here in India. It is the most difficult place 
to play in the world. And that's not because of pitch doctoring and all the other stuff. I've seen some conspiracy theories about why they're not playing at Durham, Sherlock, because Ashwin's bowling average. All that's rubbish, right? The reason is, is because India is always the hardest place in the world to play. And they've got two of the greatest spinners of all time in Jadeja and Ashwin interrogating them who landed on a five-cent piece all day long. That is why this is such a difficult mission. And they picked a team with a view to that. And, and, I, and I understand, I said this on, on, in the build-up last week, it's not a call I would have made, but I get where they were coming from. So the probability of them backing out of that decision, uh, especially when all they have to go on with head is another net we had at Nakeku, I think it was two days ago. Uh, I, I just don't see there being another huge shift made on a player. I might be wrong, but I'd be surprised, even if, um, even if the decision on head was dramatic and harsh and difficult to justify on the basis of what we've seen in the last six months, that they really made it on the six months that came before it when he struggled in, in Pakistan and, and more acutely Sri Lanka in, in more intensely spinning conditions. So uh, it was a big call, not a call I would have made, but I can't see them uh, reversing it now. How do you expect this pitch to play? And is there a chance that a photo might get taken at him in the next couple of hours? It's going to cause me to do three <laughs> hours of talk back on whether we should be running to the ICC or not. Yeah, I'm going to try and take a photo, Dwayne, that's for sure. Uh, engagement and all the rest. Uh, um, uh, look, yeah, it, it'll be low. It always is here at Delhi. India are formidable here. Haven't lost a test match at this ground since 1987. So just to put it in some context as to how difficult it will be, it will be a turning pitch because all the pitches here are turning. Um, Rohit Sharma spoke really well about this uh, after the test match, saying we don't need to prepare pitches that uh, that rag from minute one, and they don't. They didn't rag from minute one at that good, despite the despite all the attention on it. They just need pitches that uh, are generally competitive uh, on the basis that they've got these two spinners they can roll out. Uh, and, and usually from there, um, they can run a mark. So I wouldn't expect to see pitch, a pitch that's shooting through the surface on the first morning because they don't need it to be a lottery. Why would you turn a test match into a lottery, which like Puna 2017 kind of was? It was just ridiculous from morning one. They don't need to do that. It, it, it defies logic for them. It lets Australia back into the contest. It means that Todd Murphy and Nathan Lyon will be just as dangerous as, as um, Ravinder Jadeja and Ravi Chandu and Ashwin. It makes no sense for them to concede their advantage by preparing a pitch, which is a, a complete shit heap for want of a better term. Sorry, I shouldn't swear, really. But that's not what they'll do. They'll, they'll, they'll give the spinners enough to work with without it being a lottery. Yeah, lucky we're not live, Adam. Uh, we'll cut that out when it goes to air. Um, there's no chance they drop Nathan Lyon. There's been a few calling for that. There's, there's no way in the world that would happen. Uh, Nathan Lyon is a spinner with, you know, a dozen years' experience. He's been on probably eight or nine Asian tours. He's been outbowled by his spinning partner before when he's been overseas. And, you know, that happens, right? That's part of um, that's part of cricket, that you're not always going to get the returns of the person that you're bowling with. And Murphy was absolutely exceptional, uh, which means that he stood out uh, in glaring contrast to Lyon's returns of one wicket compared to Lyon's seven, uh, uh, Murphy's seven, rather. So um, that, that's, that's going to... Sorry, I'm just, um, I have no idea what's happening in my car here, Dwayne, I must say. Uh, there is, uh, there's no way they'll part ways with Lyon. But I think it's a really good thing for Australian cricket that we have in Murphy the obvious and natural successor so why I'm sorry, my driver's trying to push me out the door. I'm not quite sure why. Uh, they've got the, this natural successor uh, to Nathan Lyon, who's ready-made, oven-ready, uh, which means that when he does part, you know, retire himself, presumably on his own terms at some point in the next couple of years, that they'll have this kid who's got these fantastic skills. So in the short term, there'll be Australia's spin combination. And in the medium term, Murphy will succeed uh, Lyon. And I think that's healthy and good for Australian cricket. 
And one more quick one. Tell your driver to keep the meter running. Um, the aura <laughs> of Delhi, the, the, the place itself. It's incredible. I mean, this is the the big beating heart of India up north. Uh, we were out last night, and there's the sort of big gate of India, and there's where all the embassies are, and it's a big, thriving metropolis, to say the very least. It's, uh, it's all action all the time here. It's like peak hour always. Like That was just the experience we had again first thing in the morning, but it was equally true at 10 o'clock last night. So it's a huge, vibrant, vibrant bustling uh, city with so much going on. So a bit different to Nagpur, which is a growing city and an emerging city, but I wouldn't call it a big city. It's more a, an overgrown, an oversized town, whereas this, um, you're left with um, no uh, confusion whatsoever. Again, we're, we've, we've found ourselves, uh, we've, done, we've been done a mischief here by the driver. We're in the middle of nowhere. We're meant to be at the ground. Uh, the, but yes, this is a place that um, has a lot of history. They've been playing test cricket here since the very start in India, back in the 40s when they first hosted test cricket then. Um, I mentioned before that this is a ground where they seldom lose They've got marvellous record here. Um, Brad Coley made a double century here the last time they played the Test match in, in 2017. Oh, and by the way, on Nathan Lyon on this ground, this was where he took seven for 92 uh, when they toured it here in, in 2013. So he's got fond memories of being in Delhi. I better let you go. Uh, those stretch limos can't get down all streets, so uh, I can understand why <laughs> I might have dropped you off down the road. We'll talk soon, Adam. Good calling. Cheers, Blaine.